concepts to live can change your life today. Open your Bibles. Yes, I'm going back to Romans, not because I didn't have any other passages that I could have considered, but the Holy Ghost said, go back. Go back there. There's some more stuff I want you to see. And I'm so grateful that we can return. And just in anticipation, since the Holy Spirit said, go back there, you know he's only going to send you back if there's something to pick up. Why don't we just praise him right now just because of what he's going to do. Just because you said return. Now, Romans chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be look at someone and say with me this morning it's time, it's time. we, we act, act like believers It's time we act like believers because believers don't act like non-believers. Do I have any believers in here today? It's time to act like believers. You've been saying it. You've even been claiming it. But are you acting it out? It's going to happen today. Anything can happen in this service today. Where I've been and what I heard, anything can happen in here. That's why I feel excited right now. Take your seats real quick. Yes, I'm back in Romans. Not because there are not other passages for us to delineate or explore. Because the Holy Spirit wants us back in Romans. The book of Romans. Book written by St. Paul to the Christians living in that political center, cosmopolitan center, world-class city called Rome. Paul wrote it. In February AD 58. And yet, the same truth is relevant to us today. 
John Calvin, you remember him, that French theologian? Calvin, when considering Paul's epistle to the Romans, made this particular statement, quote, it opened the door to all the rich treasures in the scriptures. Now, Vernon Lamb, Romans is that book so unctionized, so anointed, that it opens the door to all the rich treasures in Scripture. Paul wrote it to them, but it was also for us. It's timeless truth. Timeless truth. The principles of truth are here and unalterable. Nothing changes with this. Nothing. As it was, it is, and will be. Truth. And we can base our life upon it. We can base our future upon it because it never changes. The same body value of that truth is applicable to our lives today. Thank God for the Bible. Thank God that Paul wrote this epistle to the Corinthians, or rather to the Romans. And in that particular regard, he was really sharing with us. When you get with me and you walk with me through what the Lord has said in my private time, you will see what it means to be a believer. We didn't just decide to be. We don't merely claim to be because it took much for us to be believers. Notice this whole emphasis in Romans chapter 4 is centered around the experience that Abraham had with his God. Hmm? It centers around the context, if you please. The context is, is, is Abraham and his God. The context is you and your God. The con you see, to be a believer means that you and God are in relationship. And that's the context of all of this, that God chose Abraham. And not only did he tell him, I'm going to take you into a place, so I want you to leave your kindred, I want you to leave all behind you and just walk. Where am I going? Don't worry about that. The faith walk is not a walk that you know everything about. The faith walk is a walk of trust and confidence that God's got it all in control yeah. to the extent that you, there's no argument. I just want to understand. I want to know what you mean. 
by that type of a context. God knew you would be here today. God knew that this word would be released today. God knew that you and I would receive this truth that's going to revolutionize our very behavior and our relationship with our God. So then, point one, the context. Context simply means the circumstances that form the setting for a, watch this now, for a circumstance to be evident. In other words, God not only brings us into a place that we never knew about, never thought would occur, but when we get there, we'll know that the circumstances that I'm in is because this is where God wants me to be. So I don't have a choice about the circumstances. I don't have a choice about where I'm going. I don't have a choice about how far I'm going to go. I don't know. All I know is God said, leave everything behind. Yes, it may not sound good advice or good direction because you need to make sure that everything is in order or certainly I've got to take all of that with me because that's mine. It goes with me. No, leave it. Leave your family. Leave everybody. Just you and me. Let's go. God from sight. Are you willing to do that? Because Abraham struggled with it. And what we are reading in this whole fourth chapter, and it goes into the fifth chapter, is that God was trying to let him know, I'm shifting your context. You become so familiar with your context that you have been in all this time. I mean, you've got relatives, you've got everybody that you know, everything around you, you know. But wait a minute, I'm getting ready to shift you. And many here today are being shifted into another context when it's just you and God. So stop trying to get your neighbors and friends to fully understand what's happening with you. Can you trust yourself to just be in company with God? Can you, can you release everybody else, everything else, and just put yourself in his hand? Do what he wants. Not a portion of what you want and a portion of what he wants. But all that he wants to do with you and to do with me, he separates us, isolates us, makes us annoyed sometimes that it seems like we are cut off from everybody else. Not understanding that in order to relate to you certain things that are pertinent and relative to what you are going to go through, to prepare you for it, you can't just be reaching out to bring everybody and everybody's everybody. Just you and God. 
And sometimes what we don't understand is that God will want that to occur to the degree that sometimes he will permit certain conditions to take place in your body, in your whatever, to just get you where he wants you to be. We talk, I'm a believer. Wait now. How did you become one? What does it really mean to be one? It means that you have spent some time with God and been personally, individually convinced that this is the will of God concerning me. So I don't have my mouth pushed out. I'm mad at the world because he isolated me. Because sometimes in order for God to speak to you and to speak to me, he has to cut us off from everybody else. I hope somebody right now is going to realize that to the extent that you start praising God for the cut. You start giving God honor for the cut. You'll say, yes, Lord, now I understand. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. He does not want you to run with excess baggage. That's why he cut you off from certain people, certain things, certain conditions. It's because he does not want you. He can't deal with you if you got to deal with all these others. It's just you and God. <laughs> That's why you ought to be praising him right now, that it's just you and God. That you don't have to deal with any other attitudes, any other behaviors, no, just me and God. Abraham had to be justified. You just don't just jump into this thing. We must be qualified. And the qualifying comes by being justified. Hmm. Decayo. Justified. Decayo means to be pronounced accepted. To be pronounced accepted. To be treated as the just. <laughs> Not liable for penalization. No one can penalize you for where you're standing. Because you are there, because you have become justified. I know, I know I messed up in my life. I know I don't come from the best background. I know I've done some things. I know history will speak one day and all that. But you know, wait a minute. But you've been justified. The chaos, you have been justified. You have been made Watch this now. Worthy to stand in the presence of the almighty God. But also, it has certain entitlements and privileges. Say context. Say context. Yes. It, it brings with it certain entitlements and privileges. <laughs> As Abraham was justified, it opened the door to privileges that he never had because he was willing to follow God. He was willing to follow 
God's lead. He was willing to accept the terms and conditions that God laid down. And it's not by works of the law, but by faith in God. Look at verses 22 down to 25 real quick. Same Romans 4. By the way, if I were you, I, I, I'm kind of hold that section open because we're going to live there a bit. And therefore, are you with me? It was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. There's a thank you, Jesus, there. To whom it shall be, it shall be imputed. If we believe, if we believe, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. What you doing here? What you're doing, what business is it of you? What, what, what business is it of yours to, to ask me, what, why am I here? It has nothing to do with you. In fact, I don't even understand fully how I ended up here. Because based on the way I lived, based on my sin-stained condition, how in the world do I get the privilege to have God in company with me? Now, I admit, I don't deserve to be here. But whether you like it or not, whether you approve it or not, I am here. It's God's will. It's God's purpose. It's God's destiny. It's God's will concerning he justified. You can't be in God's presence without having been justified. You don't just barge in. Esther couldn't even go into the king's presence unless she was permitted. Come on now. And that's just a, that's just a, that's a mundane king. But God? God? Abraham had audience with God. Wow. How did it happen? Not by works of the law. Not by keeping up with all of the commandments. No, no, no. Not the law. The law could not save you. What the law did was like the stop sign at the end of the street. The stop sign can't stop you from speeding. But it can let you know if you speed. You're subject to get caught. And with the being caught, there is a price to pay. Are you staying with me now? Say, but all of that, God ruled out. God said, I got it. What I'm going to do, I'm going to let my son come and take all that was on you upon himself so that you don't have to bear it. 
So don't act like you did it all yourself. Don't act like, you know, uh, I am who I am because I decided to. No, no. It's because God took all your mess, all your mess, all your history, all your sinfulness, and put it on Jesus. Not merely because you read the scripture, but because his son gave his life that you might have audience with God justified to stand in his presence admitting if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side then I couldn't read chapter 5 drop down chapter 5 verse th uh, 1 listen to this therefore say therefore I don't hear you way back there I don't hear you over here. I don't hear you up top. I don't hear you. Oh, God, you all are. Therefore is a praise place. Before anything else, you ought to just give God praise that there is a therefore. Because the bridge, I said the bridge between what I was and what I'm going to be is a therefore. Oh, Jesus, y'all. You and I have to appreciate, therefore, being justified by faith. You see, chapter 5, verse 1, we have what? Peace with God. How? How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go on to the second verse 2. Let's look at it. By whom? We have what? Access. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice to try. We give, we'll give a, a person who kicks a ball into a net more response of adulation than we do for this. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, you may not like it, you may not want to hear it, but you got to excuse me. My soul cries out. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord for saving me. <laughs> Therefore, being justified. Wow. Look, 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 look at verse 9, same Romans 5. Much more than being now justified. It's one thing to want to be justified. It's another thing to be made justified. It's another thing to know for yourself being, being. Wait, wait, what does it say in, in verse 9? It said, much more than being now. Don't let the devil pull that trick on you anymore. 
that tells you it's just religion. It's just religious routine. Not appreciating the fact that it took something for us to get into the place where we are today. You may not have any money in the bank. You may not own your own home. You may not have even finished a college degree. You may not, or 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 you may not. Or. But right now, you ought to give God praise that now being, being, not going to want to be, not that I wish to be, but being, but everything else, being justified. Hallelujah. Right now. Tell somebody right now. With all. Talk to them. With all. That you have been through. With all. That you're going through. Remember one thing. Before God. You. Are. Justified. Oh Jesus. Now being justified, Jesus paid it all, all to him. I owe sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it. He washed it. Now, come on. He washed it and made it white as snow. Jesus paid it all. Mm. He made a believer out of me. I said, he made a believer out of me. Because if I was to leave myself to let you make me a believer, you got to get over a lot of stuff. Because sometimes folk go all the way to when we used to go to school together. We couldn't get along then when we was going to school. Here you are, 50 years old. With the same old attitude and spirit. Access baggage you've been carrying. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of pulling all that stuff? Aren't you tired of running all that stuff behind you? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, glory! Free! When I look behind me now, all I see is Jesus saying, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. He made a believer out of me. It's time we act like believers. It's time we act like believers. We're singing about it. Hmm? We read about it. What about acting like believers so the people on your job know it? People in your neighborhood know it. People in your family know it. Everybody knows this is it. This is. You may not want to associate with me anymore. That's all right. But what I've had done for me, you could never do for me. And I don't care how much you would like to think that you are so important in my life that you're going to regulate my life. I got news for you. With all you did for me, even try to do for me, you cannot justify me before God. So give him a mighty praise right now for Jesus. 
Give him a mighty praise now for Jesus Christ. Say, 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 the context. Talk back to me, please, folks. The context. Now let's move to the conduct. Go back to chapter 4. As it is written, I made thee a father of many nations. Hmm. Before him who he believed. What God wants to do for you is so awesome that it's going to take believing implicitly in him. I know we don't even believe some things are possible ourselves concerning us. But I can take the weight off you right now to know that it's not so much as being, as having been made. Which means everything that I'm trying to get you to come into you already made that. I made you before Sarah, before the proposal to be the father of many nations. I made you a father. Cut, cut from Zion. That means there is a me already made while I'm trying to get made. Yo, I'm going to go back to this thing. Wait, 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 wait. As it is written, now this is documented, that I'm already that. If somebody can see this thing, you are already, I made you the father of many nations. Now that's something to believe, especially when you look at your own human weaknesses and failures. When you think of your unworthiness and all of that, then, but I made you, wait, 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 I made you. Yeah, look, it's, you made that. Now I'm just gonna invite you to see the process by which I accomplished that. That's why we got this word. <laughs> so take the weight off you. Get the strain away from you. It's already done. I had a long distance call from someone. They said, you know, Bishop, what revolutionized me when I heard that? You know what it said to me? I don't have to struggle. Just let it be. Wow. Wow. You don't need a psychiatrist, a sociologist. You don't need a behavioral scientist. Can you believe it? Next time you go in the house, look in the mirror and just look and say, you justified. I know you're going through stuff, I know, but remember, you have been justified. Remember also, 
what God wants to show the world in you is already done. I just got to take you through a process. Tell somebody I'm going through my process. I'm going through my process. Do you know what they did to me last week? You know, I'm going through my process. Do you know what they said about it? I'm going through my process. Do you know why I'm cut off, man? I'm going through my process. Tell somebody I'm just going through my process. But believe me, what God wants me to be, I already am that right now. Oh my God, I'm already that, I'm already that, I'm already that. I have made you. Hallelujah. Our conduct, our conduct has to be regulated by what we know, not by what people say, but by what we know. I know. And when you can say that, and when you can believe that, you can walk through anything. I'm helping somebody right now. You don't even know it. I'm telling you, stop trying to please people and start to believe God. Stop trying to marshal around you all the people who will affirm you. You people are only going to affirm you when you do what they want. But God has already affirmed you. They can come up with every trick, plan, plot. And it ain't gonna work. Tell somebody it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Why? Because I'm already made. Hallelujah! I heard somebody saying, but I can't see it. No, because you can only see it through the eyes of faith. Conduct. <laughs> that is. The manner in which one believes, behaves, especially within the context of being justified and privileged of God to stand in the presence of God. All we need to do at the door is to simply say, I come in the name of Jesus. He's the one who washed me. He's the one who died for me. He's the one who redeemed me. He's the one that paid the price for me. In this day of moral relativism, get me later if I'm off, but I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Ghost. Moral relativism. Know what that means? That means that we live in a day when we have to conduct ourselves irregardless to moral relativism. Break it down, Pastor. All right. Here it is. It's when society fixes the standard for moral conduct. Our world has never been more 
demoralized. We live by situation ethics. If it feels good to me, I ain't worried about what that say, but if it feels good to me, it's all right. Man making his own standards, developing his own manner of behaviors. Come on. We're not God. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. I think the world's gotten, got this thing all mixed up. It's not that we are trying to make God God or whether we accept God as God. No, he is God. We are the ones that need to regulate and deregulate our behavior. Are you staying with me? Stay with me now. Now I know one thing. See, see, sermonettes are for Christianettes. So, 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 so you, you can say what you want about me. I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. But I'm telling you now, I'm trying to give you some substance. I'm trying to give you substance, something you can build your life on. And you get these little quick cookie, 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 cookie sermons. I, I'm grateful the Holy Ghost is still speaking to the church. And we need to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. What God wants to do in, through, and by us, we must now understand we're on our way to it. No, this is, we're not there yet, but we're on our way. I wish I had five people who said, yes, pastor, yes, pastor, yes, pastor. We're going, that's where we, we're on our way there. We have to believe in God. I know it sounds archaic. I know it sounds outdated, but this is not outdated. That's why we ought to thank God for the precious Bible, for the Word of God, because man will change, people will change, but that never changes. Are you staying with me? So somebody right now ought to bless God that right now, while man is doing what he feels is right in his own eyes, that's, that's, that's human behavior that has produced moral relativism. So people can do horrible, hideous things to others and still justify it. I remember a young man uh, broke into someone's house. I'm still talking about relativism. He broke in the house and stole stuff. And when I personally was interviewing him, I asked him, why did you do that? It was not yours. Those people work hard to get what they had. It's their house. You don't have the right to go into people's houses and take what David's. Oh, I don't? I said, no, you don't have that right. Well, don't tell me what I have a right to do. I, he said, you don't know. I, look, I saw this. I saw that. I saw the other thing. I didn't take them. I only took this. But I left them with all that. So that gives you the right 
to break in somebody's house and take what they have. That is the degeneration of thinking and behavior in society. Justifying himself for breaking into your house. I didn't take all. Don't you know I could have took this? I could have took this. I could. One of the things that I have been uh, privileged to in this ministry is to be involved in a lot of positions. Some of them I never chose. But being there, I could see why God has his word written like this. To the extent that if man is left to his own devices, we're all going down the tube. Uh, Want me to say it again? If man is left to his own devices, we're all going down the tube. Are you listening to me? I am not, I love you. You're a nice person. Okay? I'll treat you with respect. And, 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 you know, I will not do anything to harm you. But I ain't building my life on you. I'm building it on this. Are you listening to me? Because if you listen to the thinking of some people at times. I've been on boards and committees. 13 of them in this country. All the way. But what I found out is that you can never be better than God could ever make you. You cannot open enough doors to beat God when he gets ready to open doors for you. Stop depending on other people and their standards before you govern yourself by standards. Because they're going to change like the weather. Whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Glory. Majesty. Power. Glory. Hallelujah. Unchangeable. Unwavering. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Glory to the Spirit. The Holy Revealer. We praise thee with the Father and with the Son, our Savior. Oh, glory to the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Bless you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. In this day of desperation and emotional taxation, not only from the loss, the incessant loss of loved ones that have left families rocking and reeling emotionally. In this day, when many have lost their jobs, businesses have had to close their doors.
what you're going to anchor yourself to. I want you as believers to understand that the word says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Philippians 4.19 according to biblical numerologists Twenty twenty three is the year of death. It's the year of death. And if you were to just put a period there, you would be in utter fear, trepidation, and anxiety. You and I. have to understand even with the biblical numerologists who say this is the year of death they base it when they cite several places but one of them is when they look at Romans 1 turn there and I'm just going to read a few verses 28 to 32 is that all right? Are y'all with me? Yeah. Are you out there? Yeah. Amen. Here we go. I'm going to read verse 28. Romans 1, 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to reprobate minds to do those things which are not convenient being filled with unrighteousness fornication, wickedness, covetousness maliciousness full of envy murder debate, deceit malignity whispers Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, envious, uh, rather inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Watch this. Without understanding, without understanding, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, Impeccable, what is unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. This is the year of death. Well, every year we've had death. 
I said, every year we've had death. So what then is this emphasis by the numerologists about this is the year of death? I mean, every day somebody dies. Somebody's dying right now. You got to get this thing right. I don't know this year of death. I don't know if I can. I have to. I don't panic. You're a believer. Start acting like a believer. And when you analyze or delineate that, those verses that I've just read, it's talking about conditions that men are involved in. They are doing these things that are worthy of death. They are doing these things that are worthy of death. But those who don't do those things and celebrate those who are doing them worthy of death. Not just physical death, spiritual death. You and I have got to get this thing together. I can't regulate my life on the basis of what CNN says. What does the word say? (laughs) The word says the wages of sin is death. But what I understand is this. While many of even the believers, so-called believers, 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 is that, oh my God. So they're running scared. Believers running scared. Believers say, We are done for now. The world. We're done for. No! Believers said, there's some more to this. I'm not running scared. (laughs) Because while death scares some people, I want to read, oh death! Where's your sting? The sting of death is sin. But one day, God, on your behalf and my behalf, pulled the stinger out of the bee. So let the bee buzz all over you. But it can't sting you because the stinger was taken out. Who is the stinger taker? (laughs) The stinger taker is Jesus. He pulled the sting of death. So death now is no longer what it used to be. Death now is asleep. To the people of God. Hallelujah. There's another side to this. 
When I read, remember I said to you two Sundays ago, I said, you can find openings 23 times in the book of Revelation. Say, the last book. The last book is the Revelation. Now, I know we got the Apocrypha and all the other. I'm not going to say that. I'm just talking about in the King's Authorized Version or whatever, Revised Standard Version, whatever, whatever version. I'm just saying, you and I have to understand that 23 times you find openings. Open, opened, opening. 23 times. Don't tell me it's not there. Believe me, it took me a long time. But I went through every chapter in the book of Revelation and I found every one of them. Hallelujah. Little pastor blessing. <laughs> chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11, chapter 13, chapter 19, chapter 20. And in chapter 20, remember, Revelation is 21 chapters. You'll find openings. Now, you can focus on death if you want to. I decide to focus on openings. I see this year as the year of openings. It has to be. Because if I am to believe to see, then I need to be seeing something. I believe I would rather, I have all respect for biblical numerologists, but I want you to know I am not basing my future on biblical numerologists. I'm basing my future on what the word says. I'm basing my future on what God promised. I'm basing my future on my standing before God. I'm basing my future on what the spirit says. I am basing my future not on man's thinking or man's observation, but on what the word says. The gloom and doom message I will not receive. I will not receive it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Back up, pastor. I said greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. <laughs> no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. It may be formed, but it will never prosper. Watch this now. And what's more... That's my heritage. Don't sacrifice your heritage on the basis of some human headline. Know this one thing. God is in control of this world. This is my father's world. Let us never forget. Though wrong seem oh so strong, our God is ruling it. Lord, have mercy this morning, Jesus. What are you doing to me today? It's time for us to act like believers. Now, that's what I'm telling you. But why don't you tell somebody else? They didn't hear you. They didn't hear you. All over this place. I want you. Upstairs, too. I want everybody. I want everybody in here to just say, it's time 
to act like believers. It's time to act like believers. Believers don't fear. Believers have God backing them up. Believers have the presence of the Holy Ghost. Believers have the anointing of God. Believers have the unction of God. Believers don't live like non-believers. I'm a believer. Praise Holy Ghost. God said in Genesis 12, he said it to Abraham. What you find in Romans is only a recall of what was done in the Genesis. In Genesis chapter 12, go all the way to chapter 17. God's talking. God's working with Abraham. So when we read in Romans, that's just Paul pulling it forward to help us in our present. Got it? So at the end of the day, somebody ought to give God praise that you are in a place called believer. Your conduct has to be commensurated, demonstrated, and even delineated by your belief and your conduct. Don't join with the crowd who are hopeless, helpless. We have our God. We have the Holy Ghost. Everything has been set. It's already done. Victory. Victory. Achievement. Stuff that God has already made, prepared, waiting on me. I can't let what's going on right now stop me from making my journey. Say what you want about it. But you must be realistic now, Lamb. You got to be realistic, you know. And understand that there are things in life that you have no control over. It's one thing to be biblical, but it's another thing to be realistic. Therefore, I don't think in the best interest of your furtherance of your life in this world, you should get caught up in this. We are thinkers now. We think. Okay. Well, great philosophers. Well, we, good. None of them could save you. They can't even save themselves. But I know somebody who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or think. Watch this now. According to the power. Greek, exousia. Greek, exousia. According to the power. Power there means authority that worketh in us. 
through us. So there are times when I've got to tell the devil, do you know who I am? I know what you're doing. I know what you're trying, but do you know who I am? Yeah, but you were, no, 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 but that's not me. That's who I used to be. But do you know who I am? I am a believer. And by me being a believer, heaven opens up to me. Nothing shall be impossible to me. I can believe God for anything, everything, according to what he puts in my spirit. So then, we come to consequence. Consequence, result or effect of any action or condition. That, that's consequence. A result or effect of any action or condition. Effect. Now, the effect determines the effect. The way I claim to be will determine how I face things, how I receive things, how things will affect or affect me that later on you see in the effects. In other words, I can have some things being done in, through, and for me. But you will never really know it until you see the effects. But there is no effect without first the effect. How you receive the word, like I hope you're doing right now, how you receive the word, the result will determine your behavior and the consequence, or consequently, you will conduct yourself a certain way. When David came on the scene and Israel was all backed up by the Philistines, and they had one big player called Goliath, David comes on the scene and lets the Goliath know who he is. Because the Goliaths don't know who they are. And the Goliaths are so mixed up, they don't even know who you are. Or who, they, they, they don't know. They, they look at a boy. So he says, uh, the Goliath says to David, Bring it. this is ridiculous. This is, this, is, this is an offense to me that you sent a little boy out here to kill me. An offense. Because Goliath didn't know who David was. Don't forget, David showed up after he was anointed. Goliath knew nothing of that. Let the devil rage. He don't know what God has promised you. He doesn't know how God has anointed you. He doesn't know how God has unctionized you. So David, fearlessly, watch this now, tells him, oh, you uncircumcised Philistine. You come up against me? Today, watch this, watch this. Very important. Today, God will deliver you into my hands. 
and I'm going to end up killing you and cutting your head off. You only see a boy. But when the devil gets to understand that you are more than you appear. So he governs himself and his conduct and his words according to what he thinks you are. Tell somebody next to you, let him know that you are a believer. Oh my God. He, he, he don't know it, but I'm a believer. And since I'm a believer, I'm already a victor. I'm already on top. I'm already in charge. Watch this. So David, you know what happened. David killed him and cut his head off. The point I'm making is he said it before he did it. I feel like running. <laughs> we look at what has to be done instead of understanding we have the power to cause it to happen. Abraham! I've made you the father of many nations. Through you, all the families of the earth, all the way to 2023, will be blessed. Watch this. Now, I want you to know this. It's important. I've made you a father of many nations. I, I, I made you, remember I said a few moments ago, it's already done? Okay, I've made you that, but now there is a process. And the process that must be evidence in the consequence of your conduct. In that now, what you've got to do, David, is to understand. What you've got to do, Mo, uh, uh, Abraham, is to understand that you cannot base what I'm about to do in your life for your sake and for the sake of every family in the earth. Tell somebody it's big. What God wants to use you to produce is big. Come on, tell them it's big. Years ago when our congregation was facing north and south, The man who at the time had the largest church in the world stood with me over there. He said, I don't want nobody. He had AIDS with him. He said, I don't want you in here. I just want him and me. And I walked in with him and we stood in the middle. And he said, look this way. I did. And then he said, look around you. I looked around. God sent me to tell you that you will build the largest church in this country, the largest capacity. Do you hear me? I said, really? Back there with windows. 
said, the only thing I want to ask you, do you believe it? And I said, <laughs> I'm the only one ever done this. I kind of halfway believe. <laughs> A halfway believe is, I want to believe. That's not the question. Do you believe it? Yes. God is going to make it happen. And he spun around. Now I'm bringing you to Seoul, Korea because I have seen you standing in my pulpit. Not 10,000, not 20,000, not 30,000. I see you standing there preaching. I looked at him, I said, my wife, we had a great meal that night, remember? I thought something was happened to him because I said, not me. I couldn't believe it. But when I got home by myself, I sat in my study and the Lord says, why is it that you can't believe me when I have told you what's going to happen. I suddenly said, okay, I don't know how you're going to do it, but okay. And God did it. Oh, you don't believe it? You're sitting in it. don't know. You think you know, you don't know. You don't know. What's that? Oh, that's the picture. That's the picture of, uh, of, of the assembly. People everywhere. And here is the little pastor from back of town. You're looking at me? Right now, I pray the spirit of excess. I pray the spirit of vision. I pray the spirit of acceptance. I pray the spirit of immensity. I pray the spirit of greatness. I pray the spirit of increase. I pray the spirit of abundance. I pray the spirit of largeness over your life, over your life, over your life, over your life, over your life. You are more than you appear. It's a consequence. And you can't do anything about it. Oh, yes, you can. So now we're going to exercise. He believed God. That's the way God operates. Who calls those things 
that do not exist in Sabinian things that are not things that are not I want you to talk back to me now things that are not say things that are not he but believe things that are not okay believe things that are not why because he calls things that are not huh he calls things that are not as though they were. We don't need a committee for this. We don't need to cause a waiting for the crowd to come. All it takes is one person who makes up in their mind that I am a believer and because I'm a believer, I have the right to call things that be not. That's what young Gabe was doing. By the way, he's going to glory now. That's what young Gabe was doing. He was calling things that were not or did not exist as though they existed. calling those things that be not as though they were calling things into watch this into the present that already existed because faith is the substance of things hopeful it's the evidence the evidence the evidence the evidence the evidence the evidence of things not seen I don't see it but I believe it. I don't feel it, but I believe it. I don't have it, but I believe it. I believe it. But you got to start calling. You're going to have to start calling. Call those things that be not as though they were. <laughs> so why don't you just give God praise right now for your saved children? Why don't you just give God praise right now for your achieving that particular place in your career? Call those things. You waste too much time calling one another instead of calling things into being. I call you into being. They said we would never, we would never, we would never be able to achieve what we have done. But wait a minute, we call those things. I talk those things. I believe those things. I say those things. And I see those things. And now you're in the midst of those things. But notice now, it's different to just calling them. But you call them as though they were. That means they're already here. All I got to do is just open my mouth and I say in the name of Jesus, I say by the power of God, 
I say because of the promises of God that are yes and amen. I shall have them. I shall have them. Somebody ought to say, I shall have them. I shall have them. Because I'm going to start acting like a believer. A believer is not regulated by what he sees, but by what he believes. Regardless to what it looks like, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I'm a believer. It may sound foolish to some. There's a difference between foolish preaching and the foolishness of preaching. Another sermon. My point is, is how you're going to take this. Mother Teresa. Her system has made her a saint. My belief is that she only did it because she was a saint. The canonizing board and committee rendered her saintly. But she was a woman of faith. She had a vision to have convents all over the world to help the poor and the downtrodden. <laughs> Wait a minute. She, a frail little nun, fostered 600 convents all over the world, including New York City. 130 countries. One little woman, but a woman of faith. Once she was laughed at, she had 12 uh, pence, the equivalent of 12 pence, and one of the big shots said to her, what's that? She said, oh, that's the next convent. The next convent? What do you mean? You only have 12 cents. Not even St. Teresa can build a convent with 12 cents. She said, oh, no. But God and Teresa can. Because I have seen it. And the last things that she did in her frail, failing body was that she built another six convents. Who are you? I'm a believer that God can do anything because what that scoffer didn't know was that God had already spoken to someone that had the rest. 
who would meet her one day and say, I understand that you want to build more convents. Here, I will, you just choose the area to there and I'll pay for it, and I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it, I'll take care of it, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it. You just find a place, I'll pay for it. You just come up with what you want to do and I'll pay for it. You just do it. And all I'm saying to somebody here this morning, believe me, because if nothing else, I'm a believer that if he can do it for Mother Teresa, he can do it for you. So whatever you're going through, wherever you are, it pays to serve Jesus. It pays. A step of the way. Though the pathway to glory may sometimes be dread. You're going to make it. The only people I want to see standing right now are people who receive it. People who want to make that major shift in your life. People who want to move to the next echelon. If we don't have another sanctuary service, I'm a believer. Did you hear me? If I never hear another sermon preached, I'm a believer. I don't care how things look because some of you that are here have already decided before you came to church this morning that things are not going to change. Because you were in the midst of some stuff that was bringing pain and hurt and trouble to your mind and spirit. To the extent that you have said, you know what, I'm going to church today. Maybe something will happen if I go to church. That person, if you're in this house, you need to give God crazy praise. Because what God is saying to you is that all it takes is that you would believe me. If you believe me, then you can call those things that be not as though they were. Oh, yes, you can do it. You can do it. And the Bible said, Jesus said, he said, if you can believe, you can receive it. Anybody want to receive? Anybody looking for another level? Anybody? Look, wait a minute. Bring me your greatest impossibility as you see it. Upstairs, wherever you are. Your greatest impossibility. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for not letting me forget this. My greatest impossibility. I don't care. What is most unlikely to happen? In your mind. Being a believer. is more than mere religiosity. It's putting it on the line. I'm not fussing with people. I'm not going to get frustrated with people. I'm not going to try to even worry. About people. And circumstances. I'm going to stand. As a believer. I can get it done from my house. I can get it done from my neighborhood. I can get it done. I can get it done. All it takes is me just being a believer. I only want people. Look, wait a minute. There's no, there's no game here. I want you to hold your hand up defiantly to the Lord to let him know I'm a believer. And I'm expecting.
Marissa, come quick. I just heard something in the spirit concerning you. I don't know everything you're going through. You would know better than me. But listen to me. God told me to tell you the stuff you have been worrying about, been shedding tears about, it's already done. Do you hear me? I don't know what it is. Do you hear me? Worship him like that. From now on, don't even, don't beg, don't, don't, don't beg, don't shed no tears. Just believe. It's done for you. Do you hear me? I saw it done. Oh, 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 so you think, so you think a, a pastor's losing his mind now. Now it's going too far. Now it's going too far. Ha, 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 ha. But let me tell you something. God gave me a gift. I have a gift. And the Holy Ghost told me last week, I'm going to enhance your gift and I'm going to make evident your gift. That's before I walked into a place. One of the people there said, I'm in a certain shape, a certain situation. And while I was praying, for that person I saw a picture when I saw it I said oh my god I can't tell that person that but I seen it I said oh my god the Holy Ghost said that's your gift so I said yes Lord watch this so I said to the person took care of my business and I said would you follow me and the person followed me and I went to a place and I said, this is what the Lord showed me. And when I described it, that person said, it's no way that you would know that because I have never told it to one living soul. But what you have described is it. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. How you know that? How you know that? How you, how you, come on now. Come on now. I will give you the gift of a word of knowledge. That's why it just happened. When I look there, I don't know what it is. But I'm telling you, whatever you have been shedding tears over, it's already done. I can't go beyond that. It's already done. Okay? And, 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 and I don't know what else God's going to say up in here. Lift your hands right where you are. And what I want you to do is to honor God right now. Just give God some thanks right now. Just say, God, I thank you. Lift your hands lift it up. God, I thank you that nothing is hidden concerning me. You know me inside and out. You know where I'm at. You know what I'm doing. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know everything about me. Come on. I want you to worship him right there, right now, right now. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry even about the time. Come on now. Just begin to worship God right now. Say, God, I know it's yours. I believe the outcome is already set. Come on. Don't worry about the people next to you. Just go on. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. I rebuke the spirit of fear. There's no fear. 
you can believe it's personal with hands in the air it's important that your hands are in the air you know why because when your hands in the air you say God I surrender God whatever you want God however you want to do it come on I want you to believe in me because I'm believing for you that everything that you have believing God for right now in the name of Jesus Christ and by the blood of the Lamb I say it's done I say it's done I said it's done. I said it's done. Oh, but Pastor, you don't know. No, no, I said it's done. I said it's done. You all don't hear me this morning. I said it's done. Fix your mind not to get worried over it anymore. It's done. It's done. I said it's done. Oh God, I said it's done. I feel like running, my God. <laughs> it's done. It's done, folks. It's done, folks. It's done. I said it's done. I said it's done. I said it's done. How many believe it? How many believe it? How many believe it? How many believe it? Oh my God. God has made it possible for you to have the greatest turnaround in your life. And all you can do is just say, yes, yes, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. God just did a major thing for you. And you just say, well, yes, Lord. Maybe about God. I, I don't know. God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to the Spirit, the Holy Revealer. We praise Thee with the Father and with the Son, our Savior. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ooh, God. Thank you, anointing. Thank you, anointing. Thank you, anointing. Touch every life in this place. And let them have testimonies of this grace. Let them have testimonies. I call it quick. I call it quick. I call it quick coming to place. a point in your life where that's the kind of life you want to live 
leave your seat. Come and give me your hands. Come quick. Come quick. I'm going to anoint you, those of you who have come. Because for where you're going now, into the next echelon in your life, you want to be fitted for it. So when doubt comes knocking at your door, you can say, I'm a believer. When doubt comes, I'm a believer. I'm going to anoint you. And as I do, receive it as fitting you for that next dimension in your life. of you have your responsibilities. I'm going to do this section and then you can go back to your seats. I'll do this section and then they can go back to their seats, okay? And then I'll move down like that. Okay? 